You're listening to Perry Noble's thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. You can find Perry online at perrynoble.com. Hello and welcome to the March 2016 edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We are super pumped to be with you guys uh, this month. Thanks for listening. And uh, today we're going to talk about the topic of ideas. 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 How to take them from ideation through innovation to implementation. All those great big words that someone else came up with, but I thought they were really great. Is ideation a word? It is today. It is. So we're just going to roll with it. But before we get to... uh, Today's topic, I want to uh, just uh, prop up a couple things uh, that you guys need to get your hands on if you haven't already. The first, uh, Perry, is your uh, latest book on leadership, The Most Excellent Way to Lead. It's fantastic. Uh, you can get that at uh, lots of places, uh, but you can go to mo- the most excellent way to lead.com and get that. And Perry, you also wrote an ebook that we talked about in the last podcast. So if you haven't Listen to that, go listen to it, or go to the website and pick up a free copy of that. It is really great. Only. And when we say free, we mean free. Super like, free. Super free. Like, there's not like an super upsell. Free. We didn't super sell you the free. Fr- We didn't give you the first chapter and you have to buy the rest. It's it's so free, it's it's scary. But we do reserve the right to do that at some point. Yes, yes, we do reserve the right <laughs> to charge millions of dollars. There you but go. no, it's super free. And uh, one last thing uh, for all the leaders out there, church or otherwise, there's lots of resources available uh, at newspringnetwork.com. So check out that website when you get a chance. And uh, last month, we announced we would give away a signed copy of The Most Excellent Way to Lead. And so we're here to announce today that Michael Ott, all the way from up north in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, won a signed copy of that. And so it will be on its way to you uh, shortly if you haven't gotten it already. What if he's a Green Bay Packers fan? He's got to be. Yeah, because what else is there to do in Wisconsin mm-hmm. except read my book and Eat be a cheese. Pack- yeah, yeah. I kind of like the Green Bay Packers, though. Yeah. They're hey, good. How can you not like them? Right? They're good. History. All right, today's topic. Uh, Perry, I'm, I'm really excited about talking uh, about this today because I really believe it'll be helpful to all the leaders who are listening in. Uh, we'll be talking about how to take a good idea concept and how it would go through the process of becoming a great idea that's actually not put up on the shelf but implemented. Uh, you know, we're in the church business, so we'll be speaking from that point of view. But the process works, I believe, no matter what type of organization someone leads, because every church or organization has to implement new ideas to stay in the forefront of their attenders or customers' minds to actually be useful to those same people. So with that, let's just jump into the first question. Um, now, some people may know this about you. I know this for sure about you. You are an idea machine. Cha-ching! You're always thinking about something we can do as a church to make a positive impact on the people who are coming to our church. So how do you continuously come up with ideas and why is that important to you? Um, ideas, that's just it. Ideas really come from a little bit of everywhere. Like I, some people go, I get my best ideas when I'm hiking. I get my best ideas when I'm fishing. I get my best ideas when, and it, for me, I just decided I don't I don't go anywhere without my phone. I have it like an Evernote doc or whatever where I can write ideas down, talk about ideas. It'll I'll have an idea hit me when I'm um uh watching the news. I'll have an idea hit me when I'm watching a do- documentary. Like I'm watching uh, what's that one on Netflix right now? Friday Night Tikes. Friday Night Tikes. Yeah, and so I had an idea about parents and parenting and stuff like that and like bad parenting if you're watching that show um i had an idea today about a saxophone um that i've talked about before but i was right down the road and i was listening to a, a 
a song by the Little River Band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, old school. Back in the day. Yeah, and there's a saxophone solo in the song Cool Change, and I just I started thinking about, oh, my gosh, what if we did this, this, and this? And so there's probably going to be something that we – execute on let me let me go in my mind for april 10th so on april 10th at new spring church you're probably going to see a saxophone used in a sir in the service and somehow and it just became because i was um uh listening to cool change by little river band so i won't diverge into the what gave you the idea to listen to the little river band on your way home today but I think that's interesting. But so, what do you do with those ideas? So these ideas are coming everywhere. You put them in your phone. Yeah. But why, why are you always writing them down? I mean, what's the intentionality behind that? Because I forget them, man. Like I, I, I'll forget. So, so the other day I was, um, uh, I had an idea about um, a, a dating leadership, and at first it was like a. It was a talk, and then it turned into an ebook, and now it might actually turn into a book, and now it might turn into a series. But I was just reading John chapter 10, um, where Jesus talked about the good sheep and the shepherd and all that good stuff. And I, um, I never use my quiet time as sermon development time. But I remember that morning after I had my quiet time, um, I went over to the couch, I got my phone out, I pulled up Evernote. Um, which is, this is not an official endorsement for Evernote, but it is awesome. I love Evernote. And um, I could not type fast enough. Like my thumbs were like going like crazy because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a great idea. And here, here's the thing. If you don't write them down, you'll lose them. You'll, you, you think you'll remember a great idea, but if you don't write it down somewhere, you're going to lose it. And you can't have enough ideas, right? I don't think so. Yeah, because that kind of leads to the next question. When you when you have the an idea or a bunch of ideas, what do you do next with the idea? You've written it down. You know it's there. What's the next step? Well, I heard I had somebody tell me years ago, um, everything's better if you let it marinate. And so I think one of the mistakes that I've made in the past is I'll have a I'll have an idea, and I want to implement it immediately. So let's say I've got an idea for a video. Um, not considering that, and okay, it might be a great idea for a video. Might be the best video idea ever in the history of all mankind. But in order to um, actually make that happen, it's going to involve about seven or eight people, and it's going to take at least a month to fully produce if I want it the way I saw it in my mind. Um, and so that I think that's major. So you got to let it marinate in your mind. So you got to you got to distinguish like is this a good idea or a god idea? I think Mark Batterson said that. Um, cuz good ideas are okay, but god ideas, those are the ones those are the ones you can't get away from. Those are the ones you can't put down. Those are the ones you got to execute. And then the, the second thing I do is I'll bounce an idea off of probably two or three people. Usually, very rarely will I take a, a, a new idea into a room of people because if it's really bad, then you look really dumb in front of a lot of people. But I'll kind of bounce an idea off a couple of people go, hey, what do you think about this? And they'll either give me feedback like, hey, that's a good idea or, hey, that's a bad idea. And if I get, if I get negative feedback but I still feel good about the idea, I'll, I'll still follow up with it. But it's always better to get feedback in small, small doses, especially at the beginning. That's good. So let's say uh, the idea has gone from your Evernote to a couple of uh, trusted advisors, and you want to take it now. I know this is one thing you do is take it to a group of people uh, to discuss it. 
Uh, why do you do that? Why do you then make an, an idea that you have and, you know, potentially have the authority to institute without anybody pitching in, um, but you make it subject to the group to talk about it, to add or take away from it? I know this that's something you do. Tell, tell our listeners why you do that. Because, okay, let's say you got an idea and it's and it's good, like it's really good, and you meet with a group of people for about an hour, and you discuss it, and you you know chase some rabbits or whatever, and at the end of the the conversation, it's um like if you're giving it a grade, you know, at the beginning of the conversation it's a ninety, but at the end of the conversation it's a one hundred, then it's worth. A lot of people won't take ideas like that, Shane, because they'll put them out in front of people. And they're scared to death that somebody's not going to like what they say or it's going to negatively affect. I'll back up. You know, anytime I have an idea for a video, some of the main people I will go to initially is the video team. Because at the end of the day, the idea, if we execute it, is going to affect them way more than somebody, you know, that doesn't work on the video team. Um, so I just, so several years ago, I mean, you were actually in the meeting, we did a, we, we did a, um, message and I remember there was a lady in the meeting and she stopped me and we were almost done with this message. And she said, Perry, um, I'm not trying to be rude, but that's the third football illustration you've used. And I'm like, okay, um, well tell me something that's better. And she did. Um, and it worked. And so I try to have a balance of people like, uh, can, you know, theologically, I get different people in the room. Um, age-wise, I get people, different people in the room. Um, political views even get different people in the room because it's real interesting to kind of, I would rather hash the idea out at the table and face the backlash there rather than take it in front of a 100 or a 1,000 people and face the backlash there. That's really great. I've heard you say that before, that you feel like if you can preach the message to the people around the table, that you can uh, have confidence in preaching it to a large group of people. Why do you think some leaders uh, don't go through the, the innovation process? And that's really what we're talking about. You take the idea, but you put it subject to a group with the intention of making it better. Why do you think some leaders resist that? Pride. It's absolutely pride. And I'm not saying that as a you guys um, need to get over it because I'm awesome. I'm telling you, when you have an idea and you think it'll work, but you, you are scared to death because I've presented ideas before and everybody around the table staring at me like I am the dumbest person in the world. And that's one of the most insecure things you'll ever deal with in your life. So I think that's the main reason. I think it's just pride. I think it's just good old-fashioned, or this is the other thing. If you're a preacher, communicator, whatever, you love to have the zinger, like that 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 thought, that tweetable phrase, and you came up with that. I mean, that was yours. And if somebody else gives that to you or somebody else says that in the meeting, well, everybody's going to think it's theirs. And it, that, that goes back to pride. I mean, put your pride aside, check your ego at the door, and just put the ideas out there and see where they go. That's really that's really good. The, do all your ideas make it through the innovation phase? Every single one of them, because I force <laughs> them. I force people to like my. No, no, they don't. Like I've good gosh, Shane. How many how many ideas have I came to the table with? I mean, you've been there, and I'm really fired up about it. But after somebody asked me two or three questions, and listen, legitimate, um, like heartfelt questions, not. 
well, I'm just trying to be the difficult person in the room because that person needs to be out of the room yesterday. Um, it is, hey, okay, listen. Like, for example, some of the questions that um, Ken Wilson, our former creative director, now leader of New Spring Academy, Ken, would, I remember Ken being in, in a meeting and me presenting an idea and Ken going, hey, man, first of all, you need to know that we can do that, and it's very doable. Number two, we have two projects going on. That'll be the third major project. We have this many staff members. We essentially have this many hours. So if we do the, your, if we do what you're proposing, then what do you want us to cut or what do you want us to pull back on in order to make this happen? And that's just great information for me to know as a leader because I, I, I can be like, well, just make it all happen. But then everybody quits on you or nobody wants to work for you. So that, that's been one of those things where helpful, engaging feedback and behind closed doors, unfiltered feedback. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to be the emperor with no clothes out on stage. Well, that's good. Uh, sometimes innovation means prioritization, right? You can have multiple oh, yeah. good ideas, but there's only so much resource yeah. to generate ideas. That's really good. Um, do you feel like all the initial ideas have to be yours? No. No, I don't. Um, we're getting ready to execute an idea that um, that was developed by somebody in uh, on our staff, John McDermott. He came up with a whole starting block or whatever that, that we're going to implement. It's a major uh, discipleship initiative in our church, and he came up with that. And I remember he came in and sat down and presented it to us, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. I remember when um, Ken Wilson, who reports to you, came up, essentially, you and Ken came up with the idea with New Spring Academy together, which is a staff training thing that we're going to take our staff through, which is unbelievable. If you're leaning in right now going, what is New Spring Academy? We'll tell you one day. Um, it's basically a training program for our staff that is it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. But you guys said, we've got an idea. This is what we're thinking I remember you bringing the meeting and, and me just going, yeah, go develop that and see what happens. And coming back with something that was far greater than anything I would have came up with on my own. That's really good. How, what do you think uh, or what um, suggestions would you give to the leaders who are listening uh, where they can create an environment where people feel free to suggest ideas? Because I, I, I don't know that that exists in every organization. I, I just ask a lot of questions. Hey, what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of this? And if somebody has a bad idea, that's the other thing. I don't feel the obligation to make them feel good. Well, okay, we need to pull that off because, I mean, it's a bad idea and nobody's going to like it, but I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. Um, I, I don't walk around with that, um, and I don't think people should walk around with that either. That's good. Yeah, it hurts a lot worse to see an idea. A bad idea executed. Go, yeah, executed that flops, then have somebody tell you, hey, I think this is going to flop. Let's do something different. Uh, so we've talked about where ideas come from. We've talked about how to get more people in the boat to test the idea, to innovate it. Let me say this go ahead. real quick. When, when, when I talk about where ideas come from, I will say this. I will say this. Some of the best ideas will show up in your mind when you're completely relaxed and not trying to think about anything. So whatever relaxes you, so if it is fishing, if it is hunting, if it is, um, you know, sailing or whatever, um, for me, that, that's why, have you, have you ever heard the phrase, and it's true, if you're a leader out there, you, you've, you've had this, the best ideas come in the shower? 
Like you just have these great ideas in the shower. Do you know why you have the same ideas in the shower? You know why you have ideas in the shower? Why don't you tell me? Okay. I'm willing to bet money right now that, um, and it's very strange that we're talking about showering habits on a leadership hey, we can podcast. Go with it. This is Perry but, Leadership Podcast. But you shower the same way you showered for 30 years. That you don't even, you don't think about it. You mean the process? The process, where yeah. Where you start, where you finish. Yeah, kind of you stuff. start. You know, like for me, I wash my hair first. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, that's hey, easy. I know I'm bald, but I do. Yeah, wash Yeah, but my you hair. wash your hair first, right? So you wash your hair first, and if you do shampoo and conditioner, you do the shampoo first, and then you condition it, and then you. But doesn't matter who you are. You take a shower the same way you took a shower five, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. Well, your mind doesn't have to think. Your mind's not thinking about, what do I do next? Your mind is an automatic pilot. So because your mind does not have to engage in what you're doing and your mind's completely relaxed, guess what you have? Good ideas. That's, That's good. why good ideas come in the shower. Well, I was going to ask uh, a little bit later, but I want to hit this again. So those those are some places, you know, fishing, showers, wherever. Showers. You should uh, take a shower after you <laughs> fish, take too. showers. God. What do you do if you feel like you hit a dry spell? Just do more... Put yourself in more of those situations. I just take more showers. More showers. I take about 10 showers a day. day. (laughs) 10 showers. I'm the cleanest man in the world. No, I mean, here's here's the beautiful thing. There are 7 billion people on the planet. So right now, at this moment, there are 7 billion great ideas. And so if you say, I want to put together... Um, a sermon series that will engage people between 25 and 40. Well, you know, I'm, I'm 44, so the best thing for me to do is get people in a room that are 25 to 40 and say, hey, what matters to you guys? Like, what do you want to listen to? Like, how, how should I say this to you? How, what are some things you want to hear? And ask more questions because... What I've noticed for me personally is when I hit a dry spell, that's usually the Lord teaching me that I've got to learn how to depend on others to do great ministry. That's good. Because nobody accomplishes great things by themselves. Nobody. That's good. Well, um, let's talk about the final step in in the process. What are some key things to getting an idea that's been uh, refined or innovated, implemented? Um. You got so Simon is it Sinek? Is that how you say his last name? Yep. Sinek. Simon Sinek did this amazing book, and it's a TED Talk too, which he did with a wired microphone, which was real weird. But anyway, old school. Um, old school. Anyway, he called he called it "Start with Why." Mm-hmm. Start with Why. So if, like for example, if I'm trying to communicate an idea to our video team, hey guys, I want you to do this video, and we're talking about it. I always explain to them the why because I don't want them to cre- – I, I, I am not into obscure art, especially in church world. I don't I don't want to be so artistic that people miss it. People goes, oh, it was obscure and it was artistic. And I'm like, we got one hour a week to impact people with the gospel. Let's make it as clear as possible. And let's make it as clear as possible. Now, I'm not saying there can't be artistic elements, but I just want the message to be clear. Um God, how did I get off in that tangent? What were we talking about? Oh, my uh, gosh. We were talking about... I need to go take a shower. We were talking about <clears throat> how do you get an idea that's oh. been refined or innovated actually implemented. Yeah, and so everybody has to understand the why. can't believe I just had a brain fart. Everybody has to understand the why. And once they understand the why, 
the how to implement it will usually come. I mean, they, they'll figure out how. They'll figure out what. So it's like if I go to the band and I say, um, I really want to do this song. And this is why I want to do this song. Um, and, and I explain the why. The innovation of that idea will take place by the people who actually have to execute the idea. I've discovered that if you will share the idea, say, this is what I want, but you let people who are executing it actually come up with a strategy to execute it, it'll be executed way better than what you would have came up with. That's good. Like, for example, I don't, um, our service is online. I don't call camera angles. I don't go, all right, I want to switch to camera three. I want to switch to camera one. I want to switch to camera. If I now I could, I've got the authority to do it. I could walk in and, and start running camera right now and people would listen to me. But then the people executing would be like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> right. And believe me. Uh, yeah. So what you're saying is clear vision, the what, what you want to achieve and clear reason, the why. Yeah. Why? And then let people, trusted people uh, run with it. Uh, let me ask this one final question. Um, is it a good idea to change the process or the environment up uh, that an idea goes through when it's being innovated? Yes. Uh, so it doesn't, I guess, it doesn't turn into like a shower where you're not thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. So Mark Batterson, once again, I'm going to quote him, um, says change of place plus change of pace equals change of perspective. And so we experienced this just this week. We, um, I did a creativity offsite. And when I, when I say offsite, that, that doesn't mean you have to go to a, to a foreign city and stay in a nice hotel. We went to a friend's house on the lake. And it was, it was a nice house, and they had a little room set up for us. And we didn't even have a um, – we had a flip chart. We had the old-school Post-it note flip chart and magic markers. But for about two and a half hours, we talked about the what we wanted to accomplish at Easter, the why we wanted, how we wanted to do it. And we were able to shape an Easter service, which, let's be honest, we could have probably talked about that in our office. But you know what happens in an office environment during a break is um, you'll run in and try to answer an email. You'll run in and try to answer a text. You'll have like four or five mini meetings on your way to the bathroom or whatever, trying to talk about things. But you get outside of an environment um, where you work and you actually begin to discuss things. I just think ideas can – they can just – they're, they're, they become more alive. Yeah, I think it's good, too, because we don't do that all the time, but maybe no. once a quarter, yeah. just change it up uh, because, for those reasons. Because, you, I mean, you've been in on this. Some of the best ideas that, that, that happen, like if you go to a leadership conference, so if you just came to Most Excellent Way to Lead or you go to any leadership conference in the world, one of the, one of the best things you can do is take people with you because your best ideas at that leadership conference – I'm going to go ahead and tell you, they aren't going to come at the leadership conference. They're going to, they're going to show up when you and your team are sitting around uh, a dinner table that night, whether it's you know fast food or whether it's a nice restaurant, and you're talking about what you learned, and somebody's going to say something that's going to lead to something else. That's going to, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing that's really important about ideas. If you're in a meeting, you got to encourage people to speak out because sometimes you, you might have the worst idea ever, but it then it leads to another train of thought, and it leads to another conversation that leads to another conversation. So going back to those leadership like conferences that you and I have been to, we've been to dozens. The best ideas don't happen in the conference. Like we don't look at each other and go, "Hey, yeah, we can do this." It happens 
at dinner. And uh, that that's why I encourage like learning together and stuff like so that. So good. Not that's, showering together though. No, we will married. not do that. But That'll I be will, another podcast. I, I will agree. That the That'll best. be the Perry Noble Sex and Dating Podcast. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I can't. No, you cannot I, shower gonna, with somebody be, you're not married to. I'm going to ask to be replaced for that. <laughs> but the best ideas do come uh, when we create margin for them. That's great. Uh, well, I think uh, we're about done with this, that's, this that's the other idea. Thing. Well, no, 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 no. You, you said something. And yeah. tri- so margin is key. Margin is key. So we just made a bunch of pretty innovative changes here at, at church and leadership. In the past three months, in the past three months, I've had more margin personally than I've had in the past probably 15 years. Um, you guys probably feel like I'm coming up with a brand new idea every single day now. And I kind of half day. Yeah, I kind of am because, but but I've got margin. I've got <laughs> yeah, margin, which is great. I've got margin. Um, now I just need to understand that. Um, when I have margin, it means other people don't have margin. But yeah, 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 yeah. So always consider, always consider the fact that other people aren't going to have as much margin when you have more margin. You have great hey, ideas. Yeah, it's it's true. And as leaders, I'll just say this uh, that I found to be true. Uh, I have found that when I fight to gain margin, what's waiting for me on the other side is something that God wants to give me. That's true. Because usually, if you don't have margin, it means you have too much control. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you release control, you increase in authority. That's just a biblical principle, and the same is true with great ideas. Uh, so margin is key. When you get the margin, you get the ideas, and you can take it to the group and innovate it, and then you have clear direction on how to implement those great ideas. Well, this is probably an idea for another podcast, but on the subject, because I know a lot of leaders, if I'm out there, this is the question I'm asking, because I used to hear this. How do you cr- I, like? How do you get margin? You have to fight create it. Maybe that's the, an idea for the, the next leadership podcast. Yep. How to create Sounds margin. Good. You can do your pre-study Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. <laughs> How to create margin, baby. All right. Hey, this has been fun, and uh, we'll see you guys, one, on a new podcast we're releasing, uh, where we deal directly with your questions, and then again uh, in April on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Thanks.